This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 238. Hey, my friend, it's good to be back with you. I have taken a couple weeks off. I celebrated my 60th birthday, and some family from out of town surprised me and came in, so I took some time with them and uh, went through the process recently of uh, hiring a new administrative assistant, and she's going to be starting in uh, just about a month from now, and so I'm looking forward to that. I sure need that help. Things have been falling through the cracks, and so I have been trying to, what I'm going to talk to you today about, I've been trying to limit my scope and narrow my focus, and you know, faster and faster in this era where information and marketing is literally expanding exponentially. I mean, it's coming at us at an increasingly faster speed and increasing uh, voluminous amounts. We have to limit our scope. We have to narrow our focus in order to survive and in order to have an impact. And I just... Here's my problem. You you want to know what my problem, Pastor, this might be your problem too. If it is, I'll rejoice with you that we have the same problem. There are way too many things to read, to listen to, too many people to talk to, too many ventures to get involved in, too many adventures to, to embark on. So there's just too many good things out there in front of us to do. That's what I find. I mean, there's there, there are no shortage of irons in the fire. And what I'm realizing is the more uh, my family expands and I want to spend time with them and invest myself in those relationships, and uh, our church has been has been growing moderately, but it's been moving in the right direction, and there's just more relationships to get connected to. And the more grandchildren that I have and the more opportunities to get to know really wonderful people and people that uh, I can encourage, but also that can encourage me and uh, can help me to grow. I'm just finding that, you know, the hours in the day, they don't expand. They've stayed at 24 for quite a while now. And I don't think that we're going to get any, a larger allotment of them. And so this is what I wanted to talk to you today about for just a few minutes, except for just to catch up. Uh, I have missed being on the mic and uh, chatting with you. I've also taken a break from my 200 Churches podcast for the past two weeks and can't wait to get back into that. I've got uh, people are are lined up to record and have conversations and I just haven't gotten to them, but but I will, and I'm excited to get back to it. But I wanted to talk to you about how we we just we have to limit our scope because the more diffused we are, uh, the less impact we're going to have, and the more that we have in front of us, the less we're actually going to uh, take in. And the less is going to be effective in helping us to grow and and to move forward. So somehow we've got to limit our scope because the world, in fact, the universe is before us. Now with chat GPT and the web telescope and uh, five, I don't even know what you call it. It's not 
5G LTE. What's it even called? I don't even remember. 5G. Everything's there. Everything's in front of us, Pastor. And somehow we have to rewind the clock. You remember those VHS tape rewinders? I mean, that's all they did was rewind a VHS tape. You just pop it in, it would just automatically rewind it so that your VHS player for your so that your VCR the gears wouldn't uh, wouldn't wear down so quickly. You have this separate thing. It's like we have to rewind our ministry lives back to a simpler time when there was no question that we had time for prayer, for meditation, for scripture reading, for scripture study, uh, for a time of private worship, uh, a small group time that we didn't really call small group that many years ago, but we just used to get together with people. Somehow, we can't lose the spiritual disciplines in the schedule of ministry. And I'm watching pastors, and I'm, I know what it's like. I know what it's like, and I'm watching all the things they're doing, and I'm saying to myself, I don't think that they're all continuing with their spiritual disciplines. If they're gone this many nights out of the week, they're doing this many different things during the day, they are putting themselves out on so many different platforms, and then we see them one after another after another, they begin to run into problems and have issues, and some of them flame out. There was a church that uh, a couple of young people that I know were involved in in a major city, and they were excited the church was thousands and thousands of people, and they were involved in uh, the the lay leadership of the church. One of them was involved in worship ministry, and they just loved their church. But the leadership was not healthy. It was on shaky ground. It was kind of built on sand. And But the people in the church, so many young people, were excited to live for God. They were excited to be a part of a church that was reaching their generation. But ultimately, thousands and thousands and thousands, I think over 10,000 people in this church, the whole thing just ended up dissolving. It's, it's not even there anymore. It's gone. Everything was built on a vapor, on sand, on a on shaky foundation. And pastor, my friend, somehow we have to limit the scope of the infotainment that we take into our lives, uh, the, the marketing, everything that is thrown at us, um, often through the portal of our phones, right? And I don't know, for me anyway, it's rarely through a television, uh, but there's, and there's so much there. It's not that there isn't good stuff there. And I'm not even talking about getting into bad stuff, Pastor. I'm not talking about online pornography. I suppose we could talk about that. But I'm just talking about all the good stuff. But there's too much. And we get diffused and we get spread out. So we have to limit the intake, limit the scope to survive. But then we have to narrow our focus to have an impact. What are the things, what are the few things that, that only we can do in our ministry? And what are the few things that, that we're going to spend our time on, we're going to invest ourselves in, and where we're going to make the, the greatest impact?
and bear the most fruit. What are those things? Is it leadership development of your people? Is it discipleship? When I say leadership development, I'm really talking about this holistic view of discipleship, helping people grow, not just in their faith, but as people, so that when they move away, they would say, man, my time in that church helped me not only just to learn more about the Bible and to grow, quote unquote, spiritually, but it helped me to become such a better person, just a better person all the way around a better person, spiritually, emotionally, physically, relationally, uh, psychologically, intellectually, experientially. I just, I, I had a great time there. Maybe that's what we're, we're going to be spending our time on, just helping our people to develop in their walk with Jesus, which touches every area of their life. Maybe we're great at counseling. Maybe we're really good at administration and we're organizing and leading other leaders in the church and we're keeping all of those people plates spinning where we're not necessarily doing it, but we're accomplishing a lot because other people are doing it at our direction and in our coaching. And my friend, I wanted to share this with you because Paul tells the Corinthians in his second letter which they say is his third, but who's counting? He tells, he talks to them about forgiveness, and then he says, uh, so that we're not outwitted by Satan because we are not unaware of his schemes. In other words, we're aware of Satan's schemes. He, he wants to divide us. He wants to get us fighting and attacking each other. But Satan has schemes, and he wants to get us off track. And, Pastor, I think that if we, if we focus we focus on the most important things, and particularly these uh, these spiritual disciplines, we, we really need to not be outwitted by Satan. In fact, in Matthew 21, at the end of the chapter, uh, this would have been like the Palm Sunday chapter, but way at the end of the chapter, when he tells them the story about the uh, this parable about the landowner who planted the vineyard, and he gets to the end, and it says, when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. And I always like to put myself in the place of these religious leaders. So now they hear the Messiah giving this parable, giving this teaching, and they know that he's, he's talking about them. He's throwing shade at them. And what did they do? So so they repented in sackcloth and ashes. No. So they said, Jesus, tell us more. No. Right? They didn't do any of that. They looked for a way to arrest him. They looked for a way to arrest him. And in other words, Jesus' teachings were, it was all lost on them. It was lost on them. And, I, and Pastor, I, I don't want to be that kind of a religious leader. I don't. I want to be a spiritual leader who's connected to the vine. That's the kind of a pastor I want to be. I don't know what it is for you, Pastor. I just want to encourage you, in the blizzard of ministry, find the small, still, quiet times with God. Don't miss that. Don't lose that. And just be with him and listen to the still, small voice of God for you. 
and allow God to speak to you and to use you as you speak into the lives of others. I'm so thankful. I've got run into a few pastors recently. I did a funeral and a pastor came up to me and he said, "Hey, I'm here with this part of the family because I'm their pastor in this other in this other city in the state." And and us pastors found each other and we talked and I, and I said, "This pastor was pastoring a church of I think about 75 people." And I said, "Man, uh, the, the churches like yours are the bread and butter of the nation." because they fit into places where large churches won't. They reach people that other churches won't reach. And they're so important. And it was so fun to talk to this guy and his wife and just to share on that on that ministry level. But Pastor, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing. I hope that, I hope that you're feeling uh, and experiencing the satisfaction and the fulfillment uh, that you should be because you're making a difference in the kingdom of God. So it's good to talk to you today, and I'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.